Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Pink Shade. It's Mary Payne here. It's a Monday edition. I am here to chat with our Love After Lockup correspondent, Kimberly, from A Date with Dateline about the finale. Guys, it's the finale of Life After Lockup. It was called Prison Promises, another terrible title that Kimberly in here. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We have to start talking right away because this freaking show was nine hours long. Yeah. Were you was, surprised? <laughs> I was so surprised. I'm used to datelines being that long, but that involves like a whole murder plot. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? why are you doing this to me? But sometimes 90 day is really long. Like 90 day is like two hours. Always. So I guess it's like, wow, that's two hours long. And then I'm sister wives used to be two hours. And I think they realized we couldn't handle two hours of Mary. So mm-hmm. they've now shortened it to an hour, which is better. So I feel like all shows should be an hour. I don't, I can't do two hours. It's too long. Let me ask you, because I don't watch Sister Wives. Uh, we did, of course, we love Seeking Sister Wife. That's an amazing show. Yeah. Sister Wives, that's with the Cody and the Coyote Pass and yeah. Mary and the Catfish and the, yeah. Uh, okay. So who who's left? Who's left there? Because, because I know Mary left. No, Mary's still around. Uh, she just, she, she just actively hates him. They actively hate each other, correct? Um, Christine has just announced that they are separating or divorcing. So we still have Janelle and we still have Robin, who's the favorite wife, and everyone is jealous because he basically does whatever she wants. Okay. And then- the newest wife. So she had like a kid he adopted. Two kids. Yeah. And have they had kids together? Yes. Okay. How many kids total are we talking- I want to say like 17, but I could be wrong. Whew! It's a lot. Because Mary was a disappointment. She only had the one. <laughs> yeah, but she still demanded the same size house as all the other women with the same size <laughs> rooms and the same size wet bar in the kitchen. She wanted everything. And they were like, you have one child who's going to college. You don't need a five-bedroom house like uh, we do. What, um, what's happening with the wet bar? They're not allowed to drink. I know. She really wanted a wet bar. And so they had to spend extra on it. It's like all she wanted. It's like the whole season when they were building those houses in Vegas revolved around the wet bar. It was really frustrating. I felt like I'm sorry she could only have one child. That must be extremely difficult for her. But she doesn't need the same size house. 
and spend all of that money that could go to the other kids that are supposed to be like her kids too. You're supposed to feel like those are your kids too. Anyways, getting off on a tangent. Anyways, let's talk about Love After Lockup. Yeah, uh, I they never- Mary, in case you haven't noticed. A lot of people do. And she's so into LuLaRoe and she's gotten so many of the other ones into these MLMs. It's very frustrating. Well, the reason she's into it is probably she makes a shit ton of money because she's at the head of her um, pyramid. Yep. Uh-huh. And she's like friends with the lady, Deanna, mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. so she doesn't see what's going on below her. Yeah. That tracks. She's not allowed to also like look it up to find out. No. Um, it was interesting this week on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Do you watch that one? Yes. Okay. Did you see it last night? No. Okay. Get ready. It's an amazing, this is the best, it's the best show on Bravo right now. Last night, Heather Gay's brother comes to visit her and says that just last, just as of last year, he has, um, uh, unjoined the Mormon church. And she was like, you understand, like last year I went to see him in Switzerland and they were devout. Yeah. And, and now they've, he's left the church and he says he realizes he was in a cult and Mm -hmm. he said, what I did was I did a little research on Joseph Smith and she was like, well, that was your first sin because you're not allowed to do that. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. And it was interesting because he was like, Joseph Smith married a 14 year old. And she was like, correct. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I will say again, any of our listeners that are Mormon, I was just about to say that I, I will say that, Everybody that I know in my life personally that is LDS are really like the greatest, nicest people. Mm-hmm. They are. They are. Yeah. And so listeners that are, and they're so nice. When we get things wrong, they like politely point it out. They never yeah. are mean to us about it. They always say thank you for trying to be respectful. Here's the thing. I believe that all religions have things that they believe that sound wackadoo to everyone else. Like yeah. I'm Jewish. I'm sure we have many things that people think are weird. So I'm not going to judge anyone for their beliefs. Well, happy Hanukkah. It's over, right? It's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I tried. Okay. <laughs> um, life after lockup prison promises. All right. Let's start with, uh, the mouth hole, the original mouth hole. Not really. He's one of our mouth holes. Mm-hmm. Sean, Oh, Sean and Sarah. <laughs> so gross. all right, He's so you do gross. that. I don't like. It. I, well, listen. When Aaron and I do this, like the whole entire time I'm talking, she's like <gasps> the whole time. I'm like, please stop. She's like, that's what he sounds like when he talks. <sighs> and then I, by the end, by the end of the podcast, she can't talk because she's like blown out her throat. <laughs> um. All right. So they go, they're still at this dysfunctional pa- family picnic, and they go for a walk and. She's like, yeah, things have been so hectic with moving. I just want to go for a walk. And he's like, oh, I'm so thankful for you and everything with you. So amazing. I love you so much. And will you marry me? Now they are on a beautiful bridge. Mm-hmm. And she did get a brand new red hair dye. Brand new yeah. that day. Yeah. Even though she's pregnant. I'm not sure if that's safe, Sarah. You might want to look into that. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh my God, are you kidding? And then she says, yes. And then they kiss and they act giddy and she says it's super amazing. And when she was in prison, all she wanted was a normal, happy life. And it feels like a dream, but alas, she's pregnant. Don't forget. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't tell him. So they walk back up and they announce they're engaged. And mom is like, 
wow, wow. Now he pulls out some champagne and they start to do cheers. And mom goes, you can't drink that. Are you going to drink that? And she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. He acts so happy. He hugs her. So happy. I was shocked. He could not. He was like lording his giant. It looks like he's like six, seven and she's four, three. Yeah. It always he, looks like he's a, a grown man and he's with his child. Yes. And then when they hold hands. It looks like he's like escorting her to the bathroom because she's five. And then when they kiss, it's gross. Yeah, she, he's very crow magnet, right? Like, so he's very like arms like draped mm-hmm. over her, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, get get off me." She's tiny, yeah. And um, Abby gives her a big hug. It's awkward. Now, did Mom all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, just seem like she was shit faced? Like within I one said, minute, how drunk is the mom? She's like putting the word Sean in quotes. She's yeah. like, I don't know what's going on with Sean. And like with the quotes, like, why are you putting quotes around his name? Do you think that's not his real name? And then she says, hopefully all of his secrets fell out of his little skeleton bag. <laughs> what? She says, um, the mom, they're talking to the mom. And she goes, no, no, I'm not, I'm not happy. Uh, she just, uh, she just got out. She's going to marry Sean. She's pregnant. It's baby number seven. It's too much for me to take in at once. He's shady as fuck. I hope he's not hiding secrets. I got my eye on him. Geek the champagne. <laughs> She's so slurring. And I was like, what? does she have a bottle before they came she back? I mean, yeah. and then she chugs it. She drinks the whole thing in one thing. She's like, more for me, girl. Yeah. I was like, God, I hope Sean's driving. All right. So um, back at Sean's house, he's laying on the bed and he calls his ex, Kelly. And just to show her what she's really missing, he poses super seductively and and really. Okay. The funniest thing ever in the world is your dad is standing behind you. And this is. <laughs> hey, dad, we're doing a recording. Trying to record here, Dad. He's okay, wearing a date with Dateline shirt. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> he and my mom are leaving to go to the doctor, and now I'm in charge of three, um, three dogs. So I'm sure that'll not be a problem. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, guys, it's recording during the holidays. So <laughs> he he calls Kelly, and he calls her like he's like laying on the bed, and he like puts the phone like low, so you can see right up into his mouth hole. So we ask her like, hey, how are the kids? And can I speak to the kids? And she's like, mm, they're all busy doing something else. And he's like, yeah, I really want the kids to come to Ohio and meet Sarah. And uh, yeah, I need to talk to the kids because I need to tell them something without you. And uh, and she goes, uh, no, no, I mean, no. So he tells us that he's uh, scared to tell her, duh. Yeah. So Sarah then tells us that she thinks Sean's relationship with Kelly is disrespectful on every level. And Kelly acts like his mom. Well, she's had to. I said, why do you think he's had to, she's had to act like his mom? I mean, because he's, he's a child. He's an irresponsible child who spreads his seed all over and she has to deal with the consequences. I have to blame her a little though. Like, was she not using protection? Six kids? Did she want those six kids with him? Yeah. We don't even know if that's like six kids, like six pregnancies or like, are there triplets in there? Like, we don't know. Right. Yeah. We don't know. But was so, he a good husband and a good person that you think should be a father to all of your children? That was well, a he, choice Kelly made. Well, he was never a husband because they never Oh, married. right. Sorry. Yeah. 
It's his first marriage. So um, Kelly says, uh, here's how it goes, Sean. When you have a mother of your kids, the mother meets the fiance before the fiance meets the kids. That's how this works. And either I meet her first and I'm a-okay with it or it's not going to happen. And, uh, you know, if you care about them so much, you haven't even made any effort to fly here and see them. Oh, well, I mean, that was so good. Yeah, because it's one of him. He could fly there instead of flying six of them uh, to him. Uh, yeah. And I put great point as always, Kelly. Yeah. And then Sarah comes out of the bathroom brushing her teeth and is like, stand up for yourself. And I just said, no, Sarah, stay in your lane. Yeah. No. You don't no, know Sarah. what's going on here. Mm-mm. So he says... Okay, great. I mean, come out and meet her. I mean, if this is the route I have to do, I mean, she can't leave the state. So you have to come here and uh, she wants to meet you. She really wants to be civil. And then they hang up and Sarah goes, why does she think she has the right? Like she makes it seem like you have no rights to see your kids. She can't keep you from talking to your kids. She may be the mother of your children, but guess what? So am I. It's like six against one. I mean, yeah, she does have a lot of years on you and a lot more experience dealing with Sean. Yeah. So then we have as a little interstitial 50 sitcom music plays, like leave it to beaver. Mm -hmm. And then we see Sarah playing housewife and ironing and making breakfast. And so she just loves to take care of him. And she packed his lunch and wrote him a little note and sends him off to work. And I'm like, this is all right. I, I give the producers one point. He's ironing his pants every day. Is that what we're supposed to believe? That okay. He's he's the manager of an automotive shop. <laughs> I don't like this whole thing of like her saying Sean has been just as much their father as she is their mother. Like she doesn't really know. Has has Sean taken them to dentist appointments? Has Sean helped them with their homework? Does Sean know their middle names? Does, does Sean know their friends or their teacher? Has he been to a parent teacher conference? I think the answer to that is a resounding no. Correct. So he's done none of those things. So he doesn't get all of the perks or the clout for being a great dad. I bet if pressed, he would not be able to say in succession the full names of his children and their birth date. Yeah. That's a great test. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what, I only have two children- Cat, dog, camera, whatever that test is that Trump had to do. That is what you need Sean to do, but with their names and birth dates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll call the doctor and I'll make an appointment and they'll uh-huh. say, what's your child's birthday? And I'll go, mm. Mm. because because I have two kids. So I have to think, you know, yeah. go, it's either. Okay. Yeah. Oh, five is the <laughs> younger one. Um, all right. So Chris, now we get to, okay, sorry, John and Christiana. Now, Oh, she, you, you skipped. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. What did I skip? You skipped when she says, I mean, I don't think Kelly would be okay with me at all. If I, even if I was like a doctor, even if I was a nurse, even if I was a dentist, even if I was Pamela Anderson, she wouldn't be okay with me. And it's like, is Pamela Anderson your model of an upstanding citizen? <laughs> Um, I heard her say she wouldn't be okay with me, even if I was Pamela Anderson, but I didn't hear all those. Now, the other things before that makes sense. Be like a preferable. Doctor, a nurse, yeah. a dentist. She wouldn't be like, she's like, she's saying Kelly is not okay with me. Even it has nothing to do with me being a convict. It is just because I'm here and I could be Pamela Anderson. It could Why be because you like were. Pete Middleton or someone that's like. <laughs> right. Oh. Like Pamela Anderson. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Um, window into her mind. 
Right. That's funny. Well, Pamela Anderson's had way more husbands than Sean has had inmates. I mean, mm-hmm. and nothing against Pamela Anderson. She sure. seems very nice. Yeah. She's a big PETA advocate. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. John and Christiana. Now, this week she was posting run on sentences on Instagram. Oh, no. Like with, but with him, and seems really? like happy and fine and healthy. So. I guess we're just going to have to see them on Life After Lockup again to find out what happens. I'm just devastated about this. I was rooting for her seriously so much. Like I found myself very invested in her, not in him, but in her. Well, because you check out her Instagram because she's posting like they're together. He's got the short hair when she posts about him. So she's alive at least. That's And with him, apparently. Okay. Yeah. She seems sober. Uh, yes, except for the one long sentence that goes for three paragraphs, but that could just be, you know, the way she writes. The way she writes, yes. Okay, so he says Christiana has been gone for two weeks. He's never gone this long without talking to her, and he says, you know, I'm not good with emotions. I bottle it up. The last few weeks have been torture for me, and I do feel like I'm in mourning like a death. He's been checking the Dubuque County Jail website. Mean Streets of Dubuque get you yeah. every time, yeah. and he doesn't know if she's relapsed or she went to her sister's house. He's just not. He's just not Clyde without his Bonnie. Now, in the in the stuff she posted on Instagram in the last day or two, all across her chest here is the word Clyde. So they're they're still hanging on to that, and uh, she's got a, a brand new tattoo across her chest that says Clyde. Yeah, right here under the. That's Colorado. one thing I liked about her was the lack of tattoos. Well, she decided to just completely go for it. Go big, go Clyde, go right across the chest bone. Yeah. I just think it's such a mistake because it's so going to get saggy and droopy. That's chest skin does yeah. not hold up well as women age. Correct. And I recently had a thing removed, what I'll show you here, and you can see it. And they literally said to me like, a plastic surgeon, because I was like, should I get a plastic surgeon to take it off? But so it'd be like, and they said, it won't matter. And then I asked the plastic surgeon and they said, right there, it doesn't matter. Just like the physician's assistant can do the same job as the plastic surgeon because that skin right there, it's like, uh, you know, right under like where my collarbone is, Mm -hmm. but above the boob, it's just, it's just pulls. It just pulls. So they were like, make sure you wear, always wear a bra to hold it up. I go, let me tell you something. I'm never without a bra. Sleepy yeah, bras for the win. Yeah. So that's a sidebar. All right. So he I feels like Marilyn Monroe slept with a bra. So that's where I take my cues from. But you know what? She probably was sleeping in one of those terrible 1950s, like pointed, like yeah, you're so right. super, super wired up yeah. bras and digging into her back. The whole thing. No. Oh. She must not have gotten a lot of sleep. No, they're not a, they weren't, there were no soft cotton sleeping bras back then. No. Sorry. I feel so sad for her now. Mm-hmm. Among many other problems she had, she had to sleep yeah. in a torturous bra. Yeah. All right. So uh, he's not Clyde without his Bonnie. And he says he usually trusts her instincts with people. And then we get a flashback of them in the car four weeks ago and talking about her new friend at work, Mo. And then we get a flashback to one week ago when John met with the friend of Mo. 
and he asks her if she's on parole or what her deal is. And she goes, I'm going to tell you something. I haven't been arrested since 2013 and I really am a good person and a good influence, but she doesn't know where Christiana went apparently. Mm. Okay. Now John goes to meet with his elder in his tribe, Carrie, and they're going to have a ceremony to begin the mourning process by cutting his hair. Now I really like 90 day fiance. When I learned about other cultures and things, I found this fascinating. Yeah. He says, when you're in mourning, you do something like cutting your hair because it's going to be losing a part of yourself like he lost his wife. And symbolically, it will start this new chapter of his life. That's so, so interesting because I've donated my hair three times. And so I've uh-huh. cut off more than a foot each time. And wow. I, you do feel like so different after. Yeah. Remember when Lenny Kravitz cut off all his dreadlocks? Yeah. That was a reawakening, rebirth. Yeah. It was a rebirth for him. Mm -hmm. So um, he says, you know, being in love just scares the shit out of me. I'm never going to fall in love again because part of my heart is gone and it belongs to Christiana. And then Carrie cuts his hair off with a knife. And that knife was sharp because that, that, that was a lot of hair. Mm -hmm. Also, does, does John have a um, blonde streak in his hair? Um, Maybe he looked blonde on your television, but I would believe that would be gray. Oh, mm. maybe. Yeah. So then they symbolically wrap the hair in this red scarf and they say, you put this um, hair scarf in the fire and when it burns, it goes up to blah, blah. It's symbolic. Oh man, and I just smell bad. It smells bad, but it's symbolic. And I just said, John's hair looks great in a bob. It is. All, it's a, Kind of a live, laugh, love, Bob. It's mm-hmm. not quite a, can I speak to your manager, Bob? Mm-hmm. It looks like a cute soccer mom, Bob. It it, it does. It, it does. It's very, um, well, it's it's cut with a knife. So it's not quite trimmed right. up yet. It's not yeah. quite trimmed up yet. Yeah. It's like the, um, the kid on the Buster Brown um, yeah, box or the mm-hmm. Cracker Jack box. You know, guys, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. And he looks up at the sky and the, the, the producers got to use their drones for all these shots. They were so happy. Lots of drone work. Mm. And he says, I'm looking up at the sky and one day she'll look up at the sky. And we'll be looking at the same stars. And who says oh. romance is dead? That's, you oh. know, he's Fievel and it's somewhere out there. But that song. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Somewhere. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that was Fievel. It's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, it's the um the little mouse mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goes he gets lost or goes on an adventure or is trying to find his parents. I don't remember. Is it a shipwreck situation? He goes no. west. Um, I think it's called Five Goes West. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I All right. That. Let's talk about Lacey Shane and Shazam. Okay? Oh my god, was this emotional? Really was, huh? Yeah, really was. Well, she she was crying a lot with no tears, so I just don't know if she wasn't really sad or if she's incapable of producing tears. I think it's the latter. I think that there's too much going on around her um, tear ducts. Okay. <laughs> um, also, we could talk about the news that happened this week on Instagram, which was. Lacey posting that Shane had been, you know, they had been having this kind of public Instagram fight 
And he had said a couple of weeks ago, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not in the best interest of my child. I'm not going to go back and forth with the mom. And I want, you know, I just want to be able to see my child and I love my child, whatever. Always two sides to every story, right? So then she posted this week that he was missing and other people wrote under it, like, I'm a friend of theirs. This is not for the show. This is dead serious. Like, here's a picture of his car. He was last seen somewhere in Connecticut, not like knocking on people's doors. Like, people don't know. All right. So then they posted the next, in the next, you know, 24 hours, they posted that um, he was found and put uh, in a hospital. And she said, like, he's mentally incapacitated. Mm-hmm. So then people were like, that's great and everything. But you don't need to, like, putting his medical stuff on blast. I mean, I think we knew he had severe depression. Yeah. For sure. We don't know what happened between them after all this went down. And, you know, he, I'm glad he's getting some help. I, I didn't really think that she needed to be out there blasting him, but alas. Could have said, we found him. He's in a safe place. Right. Right. That's all. So people are real mad at her. All right. So that's what's happening. We wish the best for Shane because, you know, when he got out of prison, he was still the same age as when he went in, which was like mm-hmm. 17. And so, no, he's not going to be able to be a dad to three, then four kids and mm-hmm. run a house and run an OnlyFans. And I mean, okay. All right. So Lacey and Shane and Sean. Okay. So John goes to talk to her and he goes, is Shane still in the house? What other fucked up stuff has he done? Uh, now, why'd you call me down here? You know, I got a girl. I got Julie. And Lacey says, um, Julie is her name. Yeah. Julie is her name with it. Yeah. That's Lacey Light. So Lacey says, you know, Sean, I haven't made the best choices in my life with men and I don't know why I can't let you go. And I just keep thinking there's hope for us. I, I, I love you. I, I love you. And um, I want you to know how I feel and I'm just laying it all on the line. Okay. And he says, you know, Lacey, the main reason it never worked out with us is uh, like you do something fucked up and I do something fucked up and it just never works out because we're always trying to get back at each other. And then he tells us, you know, I told her if she got married to that guy, I would never talk to her again. And then she got married and then she had a kid. She fucked him over and didn't even care. No, no. So then he says to her, you fucked me over and you didn't even care. And she goes, I do care. I do care, John. I do. And then he starts bawling, crying. <laughs> bawling, crying. So accurate. And she always looks like she's smelling something terrible. Mm. True. And um, she's like, oh, my God, baby. Uh, baby, don't cry, baby. I'm so sorry for things. How when things went down, baby, I love you. I, I just tell me, should I leave you alone forever? Forever? I don't want to walk away. I was like, what kind of lifetime movie am I watching? This is so dramatic and stupid. So dramatic, but also I felt like he's saying. This girl is poison. And he's like, <laughs> he's trying to be a good person. He's trying to stay clean. And he just is like saying, please let me go. Like, I can't say no to you. Let me go. And she's like, no, I can't say no. Like, I know. If you care about him at all, you will walk away and let him live a nice, normal life. Well, this has happened so many times on this show with the two of them. Yeah. So, um, but now she's like, oh, now he's been, you know, clean for nine months and now he's doing really great. And maybe he's still keeping up with his HVAC job. And hey, now he is looking pretty good. And then she'll just ditch him again when he relapses, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on the side, John tells the camera, um, you know, the few times I did talk to that guy, Shane, I could tell he's a shady person. He seems to be like a crazy person with a mean side to him. And her marrying him was a dumbass decision. 
And deep down, I think I do love her, of course, but I know how she is. She don't love me. And he's right. She will hook up the next young, hot inmate that comes along. Yeah, absolutely. So she's still like touching his face and says, I don't want you to walk away from me, baby. And he says, he starts, I can barely understand her at this point. I feel like her accent is getting so much stronger or she's on pills. She might be on pills because I really could barely understand her. Yeah, it could also be because they're standing on a windy beach and that blows her um, vocal fry away. To one side. (laughs) Her lips are just in the wind. Oh my God. So she tells him, I don't want you to walk away from me, baby. And he says, you know, I'm thinking about how I felt when I was in jail. You started talking to Shane. I only had two months. I only had two months to go. And she goes, oh my God, baby. I was fucked up. I wasn't being a good person. I wasn't being a good mom. I wasn't being a good girlfriend. I was just trying to hold everything down. I wasn't even being good to myself. And he goes, you know what? I can't do this. We can't do this. I got to go. I got to go. And he walks off. She's like, baby, eh, oh, baby, don't walk away. Eh. So he walks off and he I tells her. I up and cheered. Yes. Like Stella getting her groove back. Like something exciting <laughs> was happening. Like a person was reclaiming their life. It was so exciting to me. And he, tell, he tells the camera, you know what? She's like a magnet that pulls me in. And just like any habit, I have to learn to say no. Oh, see, so he's taking it back to his sobriety. I like that. He's applying mm-hmm. what he's learned. It's the same addictive thing with her, 100%. So now we see the ring cam at Lacey and Shane's. Now, why, when they've teased this a thousand times, they've shown him on the ring cam and cop lights, because there were no cop lights. It was just him knocking on the door and saying to the ring cam, I'll get a cop to come in here and escort me in. And then he says to the camera in his parting words that he knows they can have a good relationship and he wants his daughter to know her dad and he knows he's needs to work on himself he's willing to do that but she needs to work on herself too and he says i've been trying to get her to stop talking to john for two years and um i hope and pray she stops because i can't handle much more of this and then Lacey says shan has a lot of learning to do and john seems like he's doing okay so my prediction is to stay focused on myself and my kids. It's not a prediction. And um, not focus on Shen or John. Life is short. You just have to live it to the fullest. Not a prediction, just a statement. And the, she show they show her teenage picture. Yeah. The lips are like an eighth of what they are now. Mm. It was shocking. They show that picture a lot. She's like... She's in a nurse's costume and she's with John at a costume party and they're like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. They knew each other that long? Yeah. They've known each other since they were teenagers. Wow. And then you understand she had three full children with someone else. Wow. Yeah. Two with one and one with the other. And she was married to the person. It's com- it's confusing. You're gonna, you, need wow. a, you need a murder board to, to work wow. it out. Wow. All right, let's move on to Brittany and Ray. He says he wants to give her this promise ring to show he loves her and how much he appreciates her. Now we're at this uh, deck at the club and she says, so sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) I thought an earthquake was happening. It was my keyboard, my extra keyboard. (laughs) You guys, this is just a quite 
a podcast today. All right. So they're still at that outdoor thing at the club. And he says he wants to give her this promise ring. And she says, what am I supposed to do with a promise ring at 34? And the friends are all like, like panicked. Terrified. And then she says, we were talking about engagement and children. And you give me a promise ring. I want a commitment. And this ring is not it. And then she says, this is not a public conversation. So the two of them go off, I guess, to go into a bathroom. And then all the friends are just talking smack. All of them. Yeah. And uh, she tells him in the bathroom. And I was very proud of her for being this calm. Because she could have just lost it. She says. Her nostrils are flaring. Like there where she's channeled all of her anger to. Yeah. The rest of her is calm. She's speaking calmly. She did not pop off like she did when she thought he was playing poker with the bitches and the hoes. Uh (laughs) So she says. I am too old for a promise ring and you should give your woman a diamond. And I I did think you were going to propose. And he says, you know, he's just so Eeyore. He's so sad. He says, Mm -hmm. I was just trying to spoil you. And if I spent thousands of dollars on a ring, that should just be enough just to show you like a promise. And she hands him the ring goes, hold on to this ring. I don't want a promise. I want a commitment. And then he says to the camera, it could not have gone worse. (laughs) (laughs) It could have. She could have really flipped her shit. But yeah, she storms out and is like, get me a cab. Get me a taxi. I hate being played. Whatever. It's so part of the problem is it's it was in front of everybody. And she was setting mm-hmm. this up to be her beautiful, you know, show, like Instagram worthy engagement in front of her friends. So she keeps throwing in little digs like, what is a promise, Marion? We're in front of everybody. And then it's like, why yeah. did you, everyone's out there judging me right now? How could you do that in front of everybody? It's like, that is what her central focus seems to be. Because she told everybody. Uh Yeah. Yeah. She made it a big deal. Mm -hmm. Everybody delete that video off your phone right now. Yeah. I'll be checking everybody's phones before we go to the airport. (laughs) All right. So the next day she goes out to the beach with some girls and um, she says, you know, um, let's see. She says, maybe I should have (laughs) said... I promise you that when you get out of prison, I'll be your girlfriend. That's a promise. Like, what is this promise stuff? And then just to add salt to the wounds, they watch another couple get engaged on the beach. Was that staged or was that just karma? Because Brittany is so horrible to him. I don't know because there were lots of people standing around. So I don't know if it really was just people standing on the beach and she just said, are they getting engaged? And the producer's like, that would be hilarious. Hilarious. Um. So she tells them, yeah, you know, I gave the ring back and told him I don't want to promise. And they're all like, wow, really? Now, Ray is at the bar with her friend Quintez. And he says, look, here's the thing, man. Like, I want to get engaged when I'm ready. I want to do it right. And I want to do it when I'm ready. And I want to do it. And he's Quintez says, but is that even a promise? Like, you're going to do it by the end of the year? Like, you you should tell her that. Like, you want to do it right. And he's like, all right. So he walks up to her on the beach. And he's, to, oh, where'd you come from? And nobody's mad at him or he shouldn't see mad at him. Yeah. And she says, he says, walk with me on the beach. So she says, all right. So as they're walking, he tells her, you know, I really thought I was doing the right thing and I didn't want to ruin the trip. And the ring was for love and appreciation and like kind of felt attacked <laughs> by you and by everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, then we see him talking to the camera and he says, you know, my mom was killed when I was 10 or 11. And since then, it's been very hard for me to talk about my feelings. 
I've never known how to be romantic before. So I didn't know. And and I thought I was doing the right thing. This is, this is his first relationship ever. And it's just like, he is so sweet. And she's making it so hard on him for no reason. He's so sweet. And she goes, you know, look, we're on this trip and and we're on our, we're the way our relationship is. Like, I just really need to hear from you. Will you marry me? And he says, well, I just don't think that would be right to do that on this trip because none of our parents are here, which I thought was also like, he's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And she goes, all right. Well, yeah. Mad. And she says, okay, well, maybe it could have just been a present and you didn't have to make it into like a promise ring. And he goes, yeah, I still have the ring right here. And he opens it up because to me, it symbolized our love. And I just wanted to surprise you one day with the right proposal with our family and friends. And I want to do it the right way. And he says, like, you know, will you take it back? And then she's like, I will take it back, but I'm going to put it on the other hand. And all of a sudden it's pitch black dark and it's the middle of the night. What the heck? That killed me. All of a sudden it was dark. Time passes. How much time passed? Like, are they like. The crew had to take their scheduled lunch break and they had just had to start filming again. Like nothing had happened. We'll meet you back here in three hours. I mean, like what? So I guess it it probably, because when she sat on the beach with her friends, it wasn't like super sunny. So maybe it was getting towards like twilight, but damn, editing people. Yeah. Um, So she's trying to explain it. I love it. They're Mm -hmm. like, no one's paying attention. It's fine. Or or, or at least one of them could go, wow, it's gotten dark. I can't believe it. We should go back or something (laughs) like it got dark all of a sudden. Storms are coming. Like, I don't know. So she tells the camera, you know. I do feel like I'm a better person with Ray. He encourages me to be myself and he encourages me to do the right thing. And he says, um, will you promise me? No, she's no. He says, will you promise me that we'll get married by the end of the year? And she says, are you sure about that time frame? Because I'm going to start planning and you promise me you're going to do it the right way with the family and everything. And he says, yes, he will. So he tells the camera he really feels like he has a second shot at life and he's really looking forward to marriage and family and everything with Brittany. And he really looks forward to living their life together. He is so freaking sweet. And then he had, they have a little talking head together at the end and he laughs about how he says, he goes, I have a lot of catching up to do on my life. And then he kind of like does like a, a pound town motion and says, um, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of sex to catch up with. And then he laughs. I said, he only laughs and smiles when he talks about sex. you're so right you're so right because when did he go into jail oh no I guess he was 20 something he was 20 something he never had a girlfriend before because he went straight you know went straight into that wildlife yeah I mean I have a couple things um he has a unibrow and I felt like I'm disappointed in fashion forward Brittany for not taking care of that her birthday beach outfit was in so extra it was like her bathing suit says birthday girl. And mm-hmm. then she has this thing over the top that has like little pearls on it. Like uh-huh. this net. Uh-huh. Go- I, it, it looked good on her. I was. Impressed. I, I didn't understand if it was a three piece or two piece situation. Like I understand she had a one piece bathing suit on that said birthday or queen or birthday queen yeah, or something. Queen, yeah. And then she had that mesh thing over it that was like bedazzled. Yeah. But then I couldn't tell there seemed to be another layer of something that was going just across the top of her butt cheeks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell. I couldn't tell. But yeah. But she I mean, does know how to dress for her figure. Absolutely. Like I said, that red dress I freaking loved. Yeah. Yeah. 
I um, um, she, she used the slang dry, which is new to me. Um, oh, that was so dry that he did that. I know. I thought it was really dry. Do you know what that – you have children. I, I heard them say that. Um, but I also just didn't know what it meant and, and, and took from uh, context clues that it meant bad. Yeah, it means bad. <laughs> I, okay, I'm learning something from the show. And then my time has now been well spent because I learned new young people's slang. Someone will tell us what dry means. Yeah, yeah. It's not good, guys. It's not good to be dry. Yeah. And on that note, we'll take a quick break. Okay, we are back. Let's talk about Amber and Puppy. Rough. It's rough. All right. We opened with Amber driving in her truck. And what happened with that Thelma and Louise thing, we don't know. But she tells us that Puppy did not want to turn herself in and now is on the run. So she goes to Mama Kathy's house, which we thought the front was bad until we saw the back. Decrepit. I felt like she's in danger sitting on those steps. They're going to collapse. I need, cause she's very sick. I need someone to go over there and be a good Samaritan and fix up her house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So she goes to Mama Kathy's house and she's like, yep, she, you know, puppy got arrested. You know, what's going on with Michelle? That's her real name. And they say she got pulled over and arrested because she had a busted tail light in Cobb County. So she didn't get very far because that's just right outside of where they live. And, uh, uh, mom says she called me and then said she'll call me right back, but she didn't call me back. So I don't know where she is. I don't know what to do. And she's bawling, crying. She keeps calling over there. Nobody will give her any information. Amber hugs her and goes, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Then we talk about Eric and how Eric didn't even want her to turn herself in. And they're like, we don't know if she caught new charges because that taillight, you know, we can't get anybody to call us back. And Amber says, I'll just go over to the Cobb County Detention Center and find out what's going on. I'll go in person. So mom, Kathy cries and says, if they invoke the rest of her time, she'll have to do up to 20 years. Now I didn't, she sounded like she said revoke the rest of her time, but I was thinking invoke the rest of her time. Like, cause I imagine she got out early on the other thing, but I don't know. I don't know what these things mean. Or like, because she was going to be on parole for 20 years, it would be like, we're going to just put her away for 20 years. Cause she broke the parole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, Amber goes into the Cobb County Detention Center and she comes out 30 minutes later with some papers and she says, they wouldn't let me see her, but she does have new charges and I'm just going to hope her PO is going to come down here and she can get released. And then Amber gets in the truck and like four seconds later, puppy calls. I was like, this is also bad editing. Like how much time (laughs) has passed? Is this the next day? I mean, we don't know. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And first thing, she's like, oh, hey, bitch, listen, um... They wouldn't even let me keep my eyelashes. I look like a lizard. 
Now we know why she wears those eyelashes. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's obsessed. Oh, my God. So um, no new information is given here. She just says, I look like a lizard. And she doesn't like, did they tell and you the that I came by? Give her like toothpaste to help her like put her lashes back on. She's like, get that toothpaste away from me. Yeah. And that she said she couldn't even draw in her brows because in, and uh, that's when Amber's like, oh, nobody's got a brow pencil. Because, you know, they make all their own makeup and stuff yeah, in prison, yeah. right? They get like ink and then they mix it with like coffee grounds and then they make eyebrows. So um, now we go to the Cobb County Correctional Facility. And this is just super sad. Puppy comes out all shackled. She says she's depressed. She looks depressed. She does look a little bit like a lizard. She's and, so barely recognizable without the eyelashes and the eyebrows. Yeah, she's still so beautiful. So beautiful. She has the best skin, but like it just looks so different. She really does. And she says, I'm hoping I won't be here for long, but I really don't know for sure. Like, you know, I'm in here for parole violation. I'm waiting for that my PO to come and release me. And, you know, I, I was going to turn myself in and, and I didn't do it. And, and this is why I didn't want to come back. And, you know, here's the truth. I just wanted to rock out for the summertime. My birthday's coming up. Amber's birthday's coming up. And I had plans to go with Vegas. I was like, girl, you can't do that. It's not going to happen now. No. She says, but you're, you know, yeah, I wish I would have just done it. I wish I would have just taken care of it when I should have turned myself in and I wouldn't be here. And, um, but you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to have to do time for this. And then she cries and says, you know, my family needs me. My mom needs me. And I'm just doing better than ever. And it's just does no good for anybody for me to be in here locked up. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So um, Amber is at work and she says there's not a day that she's not grateful that she's out of prison. She's on probation for 20 years and the freedom every day is a blessing. And she says, you know, puppy's always going to be my wifey and my best friend. And I don't really know Eric, but I plan to kick that motherfucker to the curb. (laughs) All right. That's the end of their story. Okay. Nicole Sr. and Tia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So many people sent me DMs about wanting to talk about at the end when they talk about having a baby. So we will address it. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Deontay is walking over to the wedding and the way it's shot, he appears to be like a monster lurking through the woods about to murder a family of six. I mean, yeah, Uh it is the craziest editing the way they Mm -hmm. keep it's like how long is this walk he's walking 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 looking walking hiding looking dark out and the only light is from the wedding so he's just lurking in the shadows huge production lights like a sasquatch or something it's like about to invade it's crazy the way they shoot this it looks like yes it looks just like (laughs) so tia tells us i've never thought about getting married or having marriage so happy tia is so fucked up in her oh, talking head and at this wedding now we've we know what we've seen her she's just shooting jack daniels before the wedding so nicole tells us she's never been so happy in her whole life and nicole tells us you know tia always had anger issues and in prison our relationship was very volatile but on the outside you know she's like a new person like she's really settled down like Really foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So the officiant asks, now they're standing at the altar. They, they look happy. They, you know, they kiss before they even, which bugs me. Don't, don't <laughs> kiss before. Okay. So the officiant asks if anyone objects. 
And I said, here comes Creeper Deontay. For some reason, has now put on sunglasses. At night, in the very night. dark park. He sits on a rock. And, uh, you know, they, they show Tia and Nicole looking around. There's a lot of, there's a lot of production going here. Like we're going to pause, take, get some shots. Okay. Tia, you look to the left, Nicole look to the right and go back to your faces of the people in the, in the crowd, like the, her mom and stuff or look, looking around. (laughs) Yeah. There's three people there. It's the mom and her wife and the former stepfather. That's it. That and the officiant. That's it. They all got close-ups though. So they start their vows, and then I said they take the ceremonial wedding tequila shots. I Do thought it looks like milk. I think they were taking shots of milk. I was That's like, is it sex on the beach? Like, what so is dangerous. this milky shot that they're taking? Mm-hmm. Um, There would be a day in my life a long time ago that I would have known just from looking at it what it was, but no more. No. So they're pronounced married. Now we see Deontay staring from behind a tree. <laughs> And they walk past him like he's a statue. Like, did it they not was, see him? Well, I mean, there's a camera. There's like it's like him, them, and a camera. A camera is shooting right there. So maybe they thought the camera's just shooting this shot of us walking by. I mean, he says something and they He blends into walking. the tree. He does. It's very darkly lit. Yeah, that's true. And he is black, and black people are notoriously not well lit for film. And it's a real okay. problem in Hollywood. But okay. in this case, it does make him like appear to blend in. And his suit is very dark um, velvet red. So I think that's only the, it's only the cameraman's light that is shooting that yeah. direction. Because those yeah. big production lights were over at the wedding. Yeah. And um, they're probably drunk also. So they're yes. not paying attention. Yes. And I hope Deontay's drunk because, oh my God. So he stares at them from behind a tree. They walk past him like he's a statue. And he goes, huh, or something as they walk by. And Tia goes, this motherfucker cornball is here. And uh, Nicole goes, is that motherfucker hiding behind a tree? And Tia says, turns around because you're the production's like, you have to talk to him, right? So Tia, now they are very well lit. They've turned Mm -hmm. all the lights on them. And Tia says, why are you here? Would you want me to show up at your wedding? And he says, I don't want you to show up nowhere I'm at. And she goes, see, okay, I didn't like that. So it goes, first he says, I'm just here to show my support. Mm -hmm. And she says, why would you think it's okay to show up at my wedding? Mm -hmm. Would you want me to show up at your wedding? And then he goes nasty and he's like, I wouldn't want you to show up anywhere I was. And I was like, you just said you were there to show your support. This conversation could have gone way nicer. Mm. You think? Do you think there was any way this conversation was going to go nice? No. No. So um, he says, I don't want you to show up nowhere I'm at. And she says the best line of the whole season, which is, if I show up, I'm going to take your bitch. <laughs> what she says exactly is, if I show up, I'm going to take your bitch. And then she swings at him. <laughs> yeah. She swings at him. She like full on like a chihuahua just throws her whole body at him. Mm-hmm. Now he is not swinging back at her, but he is defending himself and pushing at her it's not great yeah. it's not great and they're in a full brawl and um the security people are trying to stop them yeah security people are kind of pulling them each and he says I-, I didn't swing at her i didn't swing at her she's a girl she's a girl that's why i didn't hit her she's a girl and nicole's like what the fuck 
how disrespectful, like screaming. And Deontay starts yelling at her. Don't start hitting me up when shit goes wrong. Stay, uh, stay with the bitch you with. So he says, you know, they walked by me and didn't even acknowledge me. Well, you blend in with the tree. It just reminds me of like those talking trees in Wizard of Oz or whatever, yeah. where, you know, or like the talking trees in Harry Potter, where like all of a sudden they come to life and start talking. And um, he says, you know, and that just symbolizes our whole relationship. She never even saw me. She won't even look me in the eye when she's with Tia. Now, while he's giving the soliloquy about, you know, the symbolism of their relationship, Nicole is raging out, getting in the car, yelling. And Deontay goes, you know, they can have each other. They're both going to end up where they came from. And then Tia, they asked Tia, if you had to do all this again, would you do it? And she says, if I had to do it again, I would do it a million trillion times. It's so funny, the symbolism of the image of uh, Nicole cussing and screaming like a wild animal. And her mom is still trying to hold the train of her dress. (laughs) (laughs) This is the least of your problems, mom. If the dress gets dirty, she is literally like slapping and just going nuts. So, but it's fine. At least the train will be clean. She's probably like, we have to go back to that public park bathroom to get your makeup (laughs) table. Yeah. Um, so then Deontay's talking to himself, like a producer or whatever in the car. And he says, you know, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw the wedding so I can move on. And he says, so I can move on and whatnot. And then we get a montage and I do air quotes of their love. And, uh, you know, when she came out of prison and all that, and he says, this is it. I was like, yeah, she married someone else. This is it, Deontay. Yeah. And he says, uh, uh, to the camera, Nicole, it's your loss. You just be with Tia and do what you do. Now we get Tia and Nicole doing some outdoor shots. Like they do these shots a lot. They put them on their Instagram. They face tune it and just replace their face with other faces with baby Mm -hmm. faces. Like I've never seen other than Gretchen Rossi or um, uh, millionaire matchmaker, Patty Sanger, that these are the worst. They are the face tuning is incredible. Quiet. Hey guys, stop. They're playing. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. So let's see. All right. They're doing the photos. And she says, this is Nicole. Married life isn't what I expected. Like we're so boring. We legitimately go to bed every night at 8 p.m. Like we act like old people, but we're not. And yeah, we're talking about having a kid. Now, when this started and everyone had told me to watch it, I put my television on closed captions and now I got to figure out how to turn it off. But I, (laughs) because it's still on and my husband's like trying to watch a football game. Yeah, please take the clothes casters off. I yeah, like, oh, I yeah, put them sorry. on too. I definitely put them on too. I was trying to figure out what we sh- what she was saying. Yeah, we're gonna take her blank sperm, which I think means her brother. That's what I was guessing. That was my guess. That's my guess. We're gonna take her brother's sperm. I know it sounds weird, and she's gonna put it in me. We wanted the baby to have the same DNA, but I will never sleep with her blank brother. So we're going to have to have a, we're going to have to turkey baster that shit. I don't know. So she's going to have a baby with the brother. That is what I think is happening. Yeah. Okay. So she says, um, and all I want Deontay to know is you're a piece of shit. You ruined my wedding and I don't know why he can't get over me. Same with his ex. He just clings to prison girls and it's not healthy. I think that some of the blame rests on Tia, though, for that whole situation. Because she swung at him first? 
Yeah, they could have walked away. They could have stood there and done a stupid conversation and kept walking. But Tia had drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels with only a 12-ounce Coke to go along with it. You know, I'm just so worried about her health because she has that surgery. And Uh, you should not be drinking all that amount. She's on all those fiber medicines and stuff. She, I don't think she should be drinking all of that alcohol. And they never tell us how the surgery went. I know. I know. How did the surgery go? She had to have it right away. That's why they were getting married so fast was so she could have the surgery and they would be married. I know. They're all over the Instagram with the face tune, so I guess it's fine. All right. So back at Deontay's, he gets a call from an inmate and uh, they don't say who it is, but we know now that it's Lindsay of Lindsay and scott from mississippi so you're gonna get you're gonna get another season of this of her yeah she's just kidding me did you you watch that season with her i did watch some of it yeah she's very much um acting at all times and really thinks she's a reality star wow so of course she she had to hitch to deontay yeah of course Yeah. Yeah. yeah to continue being on the show oh my gosh never forget she um you know has a full uh girlfriend that she was into and she was not into guys but whatever that's Deontay's type he doesn't care yeah no he loves that he loves that um but this Lindsay girl is you know just just six steps past crazy so (laughs) she will mess your shit up she will she carved in his desk she threw all his shit in the front yard of his own home yeah she's crazy all right she's the one that has the daughter right mm -hmm. Miley Grace oh yeah yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. So Stan and Lisa. Okay. Stan is making. We're going to see them. I know. Stan is what he is making what I call the Stan specialty a broke down charcuterie tray. We've seen sadder charcuterie trays, but not many. Have we? Uh, yeah. When he's by himself, his charcuterie trays are even sadder. Okay. They consist okay. of That's three old true. grapes. Yeah. Right. This had a Lunchables in it, so it was a step up. Didn't even take it out of the Lunchables container. No, just left it in there. I mean, I guess that contains maybe the crumbs. Um, no. It's not a good look. No. And he puts it on literally like a dessert plate. Yeah. Uh, like, here we go. Here's our meal for two people. So um, t- uh, Tina comes over and he says during qual- quarantine, he couldn't really hang out with her because she's got two grandkids and, you know, they could bring it home and he was scared to get it and die because, you know, he's old. But they did, but they did stay in touch. And he says, so Tina, what have you been up to? And she's, and ask her if she's been dating a lot. And she says, nope, just raising the grandkids. And he says, well, you're the hottest. This is our first time seeing Tina, right? First time. She was not what I expected. No. I I was picturing like a very classy, um, Mm -hmm. maybe upper middle class. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to say this nicely. Like like a lady he met at the country club that was friends with his his yeah, former wife. Yeah, yes. that's what I was picturing. I don't know why, but that's what I was picturing. Yeah. Well, one would think his his wife, his deceased wife was, you know, I mean, they live in a nice house. They seem yeah. kind of, and then he seemed to yeah. really go the opposite direction. Yeah. The ladies he's he looking to date. tattoos. He loves dental issues. issues. Yeah. Um, she yeah. seemed very nice. She, she definitely she seemed, has the type now. She, 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 she Yeah, she seems fine. And so he says she's a hot grandma. 
And then she asked him, what about that girl you were dating? He goes, oh, I tried to make her happy, but it was impossible. So, you know, we're taking a break that may never end. And, you know, when she first got out, I was captivated by her. But, you know, I just didn't realize how much focus she had on material things. And overall, I spent about $25,000 on her. Was it worth it? No. All right. Now we see Lisa randomly in a field with a couple of sweaty guys in golf shirts <laughs> going out to get baptized in an outdoor tub in a field very like far those, away from the water source. Like one of those like metal trough kind of tubs. Yeah. It looked like a Cialis commercial, right? It's like <laughs> somebody in the middle of a field in a bathtub. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's wearing like the b- most beautiful, like white dress, angelic, her roots, she needs to ask Jesus to heal her roots if she's going to baptize, <laughs> because those extensions are yeah. not going to heaven. They are going to take her straight to hell. Maybe when she lifted her arms up in praise, that's what she was thinking of. Yeah. Um. So just randomly, they don't say if one of them is a minister or anything. He just explains to her about, you know, you start over, you wash away your sins. And she tells us, I have broken the cycle of going to prison. It's a new chapter for me. And the new chapter is God. And Stan was very sweet to me while I was in prison. But then when I got out, he flipped switch and we get some, you know, pictures of that. And she says, you know, I don't know. There's a chance for us in the future if he's willing to change. And meanwhile, she gets dunked by this guy in the polo shirt. And then we see Tina telling Stan, you know, I've always been here for you after every breakup. And she goes, should we go get more comfortable? He's like, oh yeah, more comfortable, baby broad daylight. And he says, um, you know what? Tina is almost the perfect woman for me right now. (sighs) Of course, everyone can use some improvement and she could maybe lose a few pounds. (gasps) I died. Excuse me, sir. Look in the mirror. What, 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 what? Let's talk about your hair for a second, Stan. Oh my God. Is your way to woo a woman to bring her over and let her eat half of a Lunchable? (laughs) And he goes, it's like pizza. When you layered the cheese and the whatever, he's like, it's like pizza. I knew you liked pizza. It's not pizza. It's It's a real dry cracker with some extremely processed bologna and some cheese. What is wrong with you? And then you call her fat. And then he called her fat. That's why he wasn't giving her much food because he's trying to put her on a diet. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then we see uh, just a little interstitial of Stan talking to Samuel, the cat. He's like, well, Samuel, it's just me and you. Oh, do you like this? I'm going to brush you right here. I'm going to give you the lion look. Well, it's just me and you. We got to get some more gals up in here. And then we see the best ever, which is the cat looking at the camera and the producers (laughs) right under it. Help me. I loved it. It was amazing. So I'm going to put on our Instagram. I'm going to put the cat saying help me next to all the pictures I have of Lisa looking directly at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like Jim from the office when she used to look directly at the camera. <laughs> also, I don't really like when people brush their cats. I don't have a cat. I'm not really a cat person. Katie hates this about me. But it's like on the kitchen counter, he's brushing the cat. Like on the island in the kitchen. Uh-huh. That's. I don't feel like that's sanitary. Well, why? Because the cat probably rolls around on the kitchen island. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. 
cats just go everywhere. One last thing about um, the extensions. So <laughs> they have been dragged down. The hair yes. that is hers has just been dragged down and it's still uh-huh. very dark, dark brown. And uh-huh. the extensions are just pulling. So it, you see a lot of her scalp now. It looks uh-huh. like she's going bald. She reminded me of like one of those dolls on Rugrats that has like hair chunks missing out of the scalp and you just see little holes where the hair is supposed to be on the doll. That's uh-huh. right. The vibe I was getting. Well, if you check out her Instagram, she does, she's doing a lot of wig work. A okay. lot of wig work. Yeah. Okay. So I think she's totally got the extensions out and her hair still right. short and she just does. I think she has beautiful bone structure and can rock a very short Absolutely. haircut. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll stay tuned on that. Well, I'm glad she um, got Jesus got saved. That's great for her. All right. I hope she meets a nice guy at the church. Okay. This is our last couple to talk about. And uh, it's a new throuple. It's Marcelino, Brittany, and Amanda. I didn't like the storyline. I don't want to know about this. This is not for me. This is clutching my pearls. Um. But I'm happy for Marcelino, I guess. Um, so I don't even know if he seems that happy. What's in it? What, what's in it for Amanda? What's in yeah, it for her? exactly. So she gets to sleep with Brittany, but right. she has to pretend to want to sleep with Marcelino. Mm-hmm. Not and pretend. I don't like that. That feels icky to me, like a woman having to pretend to be into sleeping with this guy. Well, towards the end, there she seemed to be into it. I felt like she was faking it. Yeah. Very, all right, let's talk about it. All right. So they're on their way home from the bang trip and they're saying being parents is hard and it's okay for us to get away and it's good for us to do this for ourselves and it's okay for us to have intimacy. Uh, and she says, that word. They always use that word. Intimate. Mm-mm. So she says, um, we should do things for our relationship more often and we should take time just for us. And, you know, it would be fun to take Amanda to that place, to that CP or whatever, her ex-girlfriend. And he's like, uh, we just got done with this trip. And now you're talking about that. And like, am I not enough for you? And he says he doesn't feel appreciated. It's probably bad timing, right? So she says, are you interested in that? Yeah, just talking about how great it was he took her on this trip. And then she's like, hey, that's great. But what if... That's, it's horrible timing. I felt so bad for her. And she says, what about, you know, a threesome with Amanda? And, you know, she says, um, I don't miss dating women, but I might not mind having just a little fun. So they get home and um, Gil has done a great job with the kids. And it's so funny because like right when they get there, they're like, hey kids, hey kids, hi. All right, dad, go put the kids down for a nap. So Gil goes and puts the kids down for a nap. And then um, Brittany and Marcelino are sitting and she apologizes to him for that car conversation. I shouldn't have brought it up so soon. Like, you're right. And he says a really interesting point. He goes, it's not like you and Amanda are mirror images of each other. So I guess what he's saying is not attracted to her, not attracted to Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know, I've been working on doing this threesome for a while. So I'm just going to text Amanda. I was like, this is terribly edited or terribly choppy because it seems like he just said no. And then you walk down the stairs and text Amanda. Like he said, yes. Yeah. And, and then she the next has to come over. Like, does she not tell Marcelina? I, was that like the next day? Yeah. Right I can this. Let the dust settle for a right. second. 
Well, now she's all sexed up because she had it once and now she's like, oh, I forgot right. I like sex. Open I'm going to, I got to, yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's, gross. it's gross. So, um, Amanda comes over and Brittany is telling her all about their little, uh, getaway. And Brittany says, you know, Marcelino is into it. He's not fooling me. Like I know he is. And, you know, Marcelino no, dropped the kids. he's not. And Marcelino has taken the kids to drop them off at her sister's house. I was like, you guys just got home from your bank trip. And Gil, and now Gil is gone. No explanation. Did Gil go yeah. back to Alaska? It's not like it's close. Yeah. Um, and um, Brittany says to Amanda, um, do you ever think about prison? You know, me and you. Amanda says, yeah, you know, I was waiting for you to come out of prison so we could be girlfriends. But then when you did come out of prison, you were with Marcelino. And then we get all these flashbacks of when Brittany first came out. And we were, we kind of didn't like Marcelino at the time. We thought he was a weirdo. And then we thought she was like mean to him because she was like kissing Amanda right in front of him. But then we were mad at him because he took her plate of pasta away. But remember, he had also bought her those quarters because... She said when she was little, she collected a quarter from every state. And then one day she came home from school and her mom had taken the money to go buy drugs. That's really sad. Sad. Yeah. So we liked him and then we hated him and then she made out. So we were just getting some flashbacks of that. Now, Marcelina comes home and was like, hey, I'm going to get a drink. And she's like, we're upstairs. We'll see you in the pool. So they go get in the pool. So it seemed like he knew she was going to be there. Yeah. Because he didn't go like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Amanda tells Brittany, why don't, how about this? I'll just be your side chick. And then she goes, no, I'm totally just kidding. Like if he says no or whatever, I would never disrespect your relationship, but you guys are married. And Brittany says, neither would I. I'm never going to disrespect my relationship. Like we have to talk to him about it. So the girls are in the pool. Marcelino's sitting outside the pool and Amanda brings it up to Marcelino. And Brittany goes, Marcelino, here's the thing. I have unfinished business with Amanda. And we want to have this threesome, like we're both ready. And Marcelina goes, listen, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm I'm fine with her. Like, that's not really what you want to hear. Like, I'm fine with you. Right. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. And I he goes, it. he says to the camera, I see what she's doing. She's a huntress. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care because Brittany goes home with me and she goes to bed with me. And Brittany says, and then meanwhile, the two girls are like, He's sitting by the pool and the two girls are like swimming and looking up at him like they're doing like doggy paddle. And and Brittany says, listen, baby, I know you said at the beginning you didn't want to do a threesome because like we had a new relationship, but my sexual attraction to women is not going to die. And you and I have built this really strong foundation. We've been married three years and we totally trust each other. And Amanda is ready for us, not just me. She's ready for us. Is that a yes? I mean... This is so porno. And he it's says, so scary. Yeah. And is the printer going off again? No, the phone is going off. It's oh so my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Ingrid. I feel terrible. Uh, we don't do too much editing. So she says, um, <laughs> and I apologize to the audience. She says, um, um, she says, no, okay. So he says, I'm afraid if I said no, then you're going to be mad at me for a long time. And she goes, no, I totally wouldn't. I just want you to be honest. And then he goes, how can I say no? So, um, it honestly felt icky. Like if the roles were reversed, if she were, tra- if it was him, yes, to coerce his wife into this threesome and she yeah. was just going along with it because she didn't want to make him mad, that would make 
us so uncomfortable. And so it made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and for her to say like, I, he doesn't fool me. I know he really wants to. Could mean that they have really talked about it and he does and they're playing it up for the camera. But it does feel, it like doesn't feel natural. Bonnie is saying yes, but her mouth is saying no. You know, it felt very like she really wanted it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, it does. And so um, he says, you know, this is something big to introduce to their relationship. Then he leans over and just like tongue kisses Amanda. And I just wrote, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What? Oh my God. I was not ready. And they're in the backyard still. And you can see the neighbor's houses like over the fence. And I thought, this is going on in suburban houses everywhere across America. And we see it on Dateline. And I'm always like, this could be my next door neighbor. What is happening? Well, I mean, there's a cameraman there with a camera and a giant light. So, of course, the neighbors are all looking out their windows. Yes. Probably checking that pool since there's no fence around it. All right. So, always so worried about the pool. So I know. They agree, uh, Marcelino and Brittany agree, that a threesome does not mean an open marriage. And Marcelino goes, no, it does not. It is happy wife, happy life. If that's what she wants to do, we'll do it. And I've got the championship ring because I've got Brittany and not Amanda. And that is it until we go into what happens to everybody at the end. Do you have anything to add about Brittany and Marcelino? I know she says she has unfinished business with Amanda, Mm -hmm. but if she didn't, I just feel like a situation with a brand new woman who was actually into both of them and didn't have this backstory where he didn't have to worry that like Brittany had feelings for this woman, Mm. it would be a lot healthier for the relationship than Amanda. Right. But I wonder if a brand new woman come in, came in, then Brittany would be like really worried Marcelino was going to leave her for that woman. But of course, I guess he could feel like she's going to feel like that too. Right. It really only works if everyone is on the same page and right. hundred percent accept, accepts what's happening. And the woman that's coming in knows that it's just sex and that she's not breaking up this family. Right. And then like, um, Auntie Amanda comes over for Christmas. Is that awkward? Like, hey, kids, right. Auntie Amanda's coming over. We'll be upstairs for 45 minutes and then we'll be back. Well, I we mean, did have a couple of swingers on Dateline once who would, the kids would be sent off to like the grandparents a lot for weekends. And when they yeah. would come home, their bedroom furniture was rearranged, which meant to us they're having swinger parties and they're using their children's beds. Ew. I know. Ew. Now, I respect Brittany and Marcelino enough to know that they would never. No, absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I totally believe things like this can work. I really do. I'm very open-minded about it. We just heard from one of our listeners who said they did it a couple times and it was fine. But like everyone has to be on the same page. And this with Amanda and the feelings involved and mm-hmm. the backstory just feels like it's not going to go well. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, now we see the the final words of the show. Now we see um, Stan is um, reading his newspaper and it says Stan retired from dating inmates and is in a new relationship. Now we've seen that gal on his Instagram and she looks, she looks a step between what Tina looked like and what you would think a girl he would date would look like. Oh, okay. And okay. what age is she? I'd say she's probably late fifties, early sixties. Oh, that's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not sure how she feels about the basement, but. Right. Right. The so then it says, Lisa is single and living with her brother, Rick. Now, 
I hope this is a good idea for Lisa. And I guess she got approval because I do know he's also a felon on parole. And they do this slow pan to Rick and they hold on his face like too long. And he just looks not good news. Yeah. We've seen him on the show. Not great. Yeah. Um, Brittany opened a new sober living house with Canaan. I was so delighted about that. I am too. You know, she's a realtor. She's killing it. And Marcelino and Brittany are doing better than ever. Love it. No mention of Amanda. That's good. Ray has been paying his restitution and saving for another ring. Brittany is still waiting for a proposal from Ray. Now, here's what I say. Why put those couple of thousand dollars into the promise ring? Now you got to start over with your savings. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, whatever. Because she put so much pressure on him and she was expecting something. That weekend, she kept saying, like, this would be a great weekend for something. Yeah. Do you have a suit for a special occasion? She Don't bring it, those ripped jeans. Yeah, yeah, she put it on him that he had to do something special and then got mad at him when he did. And it wasn't what she wanted. You, you're not a fan of Brittany. No, I'm not. I am a fan of Brittany just because I'm a fan of Ray. I just don't think they seem very happy together. And I feel like if he was with someone who wasn't so harping and he could, maybe he'd wind up back in jail. Maybe she's a good influence, but he would smile <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> I want to see him smile and be happy. He didn't even smile when he saw his family. I think that's just his face. Maybe. Yeah. That's just his face. So uh, John, now this is as of this show, John hasn't heard from Christiana since she left and he's hoping his Bonnie will reach out and he's loading the dishwasher with his man bob. So we do know it's on her Instagram they're together. Okay. I'm gonna have to start following all of these people. I want to see Tia and Nicole with the face thing they're doing. I want to see it's crazy. Christiana, what she looks like. I want to see the chest tattoo. I want to I'm gonna have to start following them all. Yeah, you are. Um if you go to at Pink Shade Pod on Instagram, I follow most of these people. You can find them there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Amber is single and focusing on her career. And we see her, you know, she's a restaurant manager. Puppy got out of jail after one week. She is still engaged to Eric, but no wedding date. Is that what? She went on the run. I mean, how she yeah. got out after a week. Her PO must believe in her and realize that yeah. there's COVID and the prisons are overcrowded and yeah. let her out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lacey and Shane are separated. Shen's charges were dropped and he's living with a friend. Now, <clears throat> Shane was charged with, I believe, some sort of domestic battery and um, animal abuse causing the death of an animal. Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm sorry to have said that, but that's what he was charged with. So his charges were dropped. So either there was no proof that he did that or... I don't know why the charges would be dropped. I don't know why the charges would be dropped. If he did both of those things, then why would the charges be dropped? Was it like the charges were pressed because people saw something or was it Lacey pressing charges against him and then she decided to drop the charges? Because she never ever said what happened and she just said, hey, well, I got arrested. But she yeah. never said how or why or what happened yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Uh, Lacey has been dating John. Now... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We do know that earlier in the year, somebody saw him on Tinder in Virginia Beach looking for a girl that could be his girlfriend for the next season of Life After Lockup. 
So whether that was Julie or another girl, I don't know. You remember when I said I stood up and clapped when he walked away mm-hmm. and he got his groove back? Right. And then I felt like he gave his groove right away. Yeah. He just gave his groove away. Yeah. And now he's back in her clutches. She's like a black widow, except no one dies. Right. And I don't think Hot John wants to do OnlyFans. No. I don't think, I don't think he does. I don't think no. he'll 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 do the um butt sex with Lacey for money. I don't no. think he will. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. All right. Nicole and Tia are enjoying married life, but Nicole does still keep in contact with Deontay. What? You just said he ruined your... Okay, Nicole. Deontay is still looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, cue next season. And Sarah and Sean are planning to get married soon and excited about their new addition. Now, did you watch first look of Love During Lockup? No. You didn't watch it. Okay. Tell me everything. Well, I didn't make any notes. I just watched it in in case uh, anybody wanted to like say, "Hey, did you see these people?" It seems, uh, it, it seems like it's going to be a shit show. It seems like um, this one girl has gotten like all this money from the guy that's in prison, and then she's like plant. She's like at this wedding venue in New Jersey. That's like here's a view of uh, the city. Here's a view of the Statue of Liberty, and they're like she's planning this wedding venue, and they're going to get married on like the second day out, and it's like. $230 ahead for 80 people. Huh? I was like, how do you have that money? She was like, oh, well, he sent me $10,000. It's like, what? He sent her $5,000 to buy her own engagement ring. I was like, wait, how's he sending you money? Yeah. What? Do- okay. Drugs. Always interesting. Always interesting when that happens. Cause that means yeah. he's the kingpin of something and his 100%. He's, yeah. He's, his people are just sending her the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a Tony Soprano, like when somebody goes mm-hmm. away on the Sopranos and then their wife still gets taken care of. Yeah. I guess. I've never seen the show. I cannot believe you just said that. I know. I would like to watch it. I feel like there, because I read that there's a resurgence. All these millennials and people who were too young to watch it when it first came out are rediscovering it. And I should just try to be one of those people, even though I was old enough to watch it and just the boat. Yeah. Wow. Sopranos is, you know, because those series they put on HBO, I mean, they don't miss. I mean, you've got Six Feet Under. Did you watch that? No, but I... I really want to watch that too. I've never seen The Wire. There's lots I of like I didn't see The Wire. I didn't see The Wire. Um, Aaron's always like, I cannot believe. It's still to this day. She's like, I cannot believe you didn't see The Wire. And she shamed me enough about Downton Abbey that last year when I had surgery and I had to like be in the bed for two weeks, I watched season one to season ten to the movie, like all of Downton yeah, Abbey. I did see Downton Abbey. Okay, I feel better. Okay, like she shamed me. Like but I, I think I, I missed yeah. movies. There was only one. Okay, I missed that one. Wasn't as good as the show, but it was still nice to catch up with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. To see what became of them. Um, wow. Wow. I can't believe you never saw The Sopranos. I am stunned. Maybe I'll do a, a watch and I'll do some sort of podcasting about it. Okay. I'll come on and be a guest. Okay. Because I don't have enough talking to do. Um, <laughs> uh, tell everybody what's going on with a uh, date with Dateline. Are you guys, are you guys on a break? Or are you still putting out content? We have one episode coming out on Wednesday, and um, and then that's it for a couple weeks. We're taking a couple weeks off. Very excited. And Good we are going to start doing Before the 90 Day for Patreon. Um, and I'm also going to start doing The Amazing Race with uh, our friend Kim from People Are Wild. And so we're super excited. Okay. Kim is from People Are Wild. She's the traveling nurse. Yes. 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 Like you one know, of my I- friends. 
Okay. You know, I did an episode. That I've with never her. met. She's one yeah, of my yeah. internet friends that I've never met. You know, I did an episode with her for Pain in the Pod. Oh, you did? Yes. And then it never saw the light of day because something happened to the audio or something. Oh. And my producer's like, we can't put it out. And every time anybody says something about people are wild, um, it's a great podcast, y'all. I'm like, that just like, it hits me like right in my heart. (laughs) So the next time you talk to her, you let her know that it's been two years, but I still think about it. I love it. I definitely will. Yeah. I still think about how that it, it didn't like. Because, you know, for me, like when I was doing that, I would listen to so many hours of podcasts to prepare for like one 30 minute interview. Yeah. yeah. So I had listened to almost the whole thing. Yeah. She doesn't release very regularly. She hasn't in a while because she's COVID. She's mm-hmm. like, she's an ER nurse. So her schedule is very busy, but I'm, she has plans to come back with some more episodes and we might have Jody from reality TV join us. I'm not mm. sure if that's happening, but we yeah, love okay. Jody as well. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. And that's all. And I will not talk to you next week, but uh, perhaps in a couple of weeks, we'll be catching up. Yay. I would love to. Okay. Thanks. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.